Mexico at Easter and uh, had a fantastic time. Very similar, a lot of similar stuff going on, but a very different build. Uh, so it's been great to hear. That's, that's the first I've heard about what goes on in South Africa. So that's, that's fab. I've really enjoyed that. Um, I want to just take you to a, a time in, uh, in Exodus uh, with Moses, um, where the Israelites are crossing the Red Sea. And we have a challenge from this this morning, I think, that does fit in with what we've heard about South Africa. Um, in Exodus chapter 14, uh, we hear the story where um, Moses takes all the Israelites and they get over the Red Sea. And I just want to read the, their response uh, to that. So they've got through the Red Sea. The Egyptians have all died behind them and they're through and they're, they're safe. Uh, and when the Israelites saw the great power the Lord displayed amongst, against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses, his servant. So they've been through this great experience. They've heard from Moses. They've heard uh, from God. Moses told them what to do. They've been obedient. They've done what they've been told. They get through. Everything is fantastic. And they are, um, they fear the Lord and putting their trust in him, in the Lord, and in Moses. Fantastic. Uh, and then as things go on, as life goes on, three days later, big three days, uh, they're now um, looking for water. They don't have any water. So what does God uh, do God shows Moses a piece of wood uh, and a load of bitter water. He puts the wood in the water and the water comes sweet. So they've got water. So another instance where God has intervened and uh, provided for them in a, in a fantastic way, a, a way that can only be God, um, which is great. So they're, they're all good and they're happy again. And then six weeks later, they arrive uh, in the desert and the, the grumbling really starts. I was struck as I was preparing this about uh, Roger's sermon a little while ago uh, where he was talking about people grumbling and this seems to be a common theme with the, the Israelites even though they've been delivered and they're seeing what God's doing for them at all these points, at lots of points they're still grumbling and they're still uh, unhappy with various parts of the situation so I'm just going to read you quite a chunk from Exodus uh, 16 but it talks about um, yeah, God's provision Again for him. So it's Exodus 16 verse 9. It says, Then Moses told Aaron, Say to the entire Israelite community, Come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. While Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked towards the desert, and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in the cloud. The Lord said to Moses, I've heard the grumbling of Israelites. Tell them, At twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening, quail came down and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Each one of you is to gather as much as he needs. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent." just a real sense of uh, God's provision in that and again God, Father God showing how he's responding to their grumbling he knows their needs, he knows what their needs are um, and I want us to think this morning about just about fresh bread uh, the plan was, in my head, was to have the smell of fresh bread as you walked in this morning burning bread wasn't on the agenda but that's more, <laughs> more about my ability so I apologise for people who came in there's something burning here, what's going on so it didn't quite, didn't quite pan out as I'd hoped. But there is something about the smell and the aroma of fresh bread. You know, supermarkets pump thousands, hundreds of thousands of pounds into 
creating this aroma as you walk in where it's like fresh bread and coffee and all these sort of things. And a lot of the time you don't realise or appreciate the, the thought that's gone on behind it, but that aroma of fresh bread and just the picture that gives us this morning about how God knew what the needs were and he provided that fresh bread daily. If you, if you read on a little bit further, it's amazing because he actually provides enough for the Sabbath. So on the particular day before the Sabbath, you, you collect two amounts. And normally what God has said was, uh, don't, don't keep any of this, so this is your fresh bread for today. If you keep it any longer, it'll be rotten. And there are a couple of people who did that, and I can relate to that, because I would probably be thinking, oh, well, let's just, you know, keep a bit, or let's, let's have a bit extra just in case, you know, in case someone comes around, we might need a bit more. But that's not what God had said. God had been really clear, in fact, you would get fresh bread every day. So they went out and they gathered it, one omer each, two omers just before the Sabbath, and they went and gathered it, and it was it was absolutely fine. So on days where they were meant to get one omer, the bread was awful. The next day, it was it had all gone off and full of maggots. The day when they were supposed to collect enough for two days, it was absolutely fine because that's what God had provided for them. He knew what they needed, and He uh, had done that. I love the the, the whole idea. Uh, I want us just to think about what, what our fresh bread is like this morning. So God provides fresh bread; He provided it for them. And he provides it for us. In John um, 6, verse 51, it talks about Jesus being the bread of life. And I just want us to think this morning about what our experience is. Um, you might well have been away this summer. You might have been to uh, New Wine or Keswick or Soul Survivor or David's Tent or all these different things that go on or, or rebuild. And you've had an experience every day of God providing fresh bread. And I just want to encourage us this morning that God doesn't suddenly change when we get back to our normal daily routines. God still wants to give us that fresh bread every morning. He still has new things for us uh, each and every day. But we need to be uh, alert to that. We need to go out, just as the Israelites had to go out and collect it. Sometimes that demands something of us, and we need to maybe create that space each day to hear from God and to receive that nourishment that he wants, he wants to give us. I'm going to read uh, just one. Um, as it, I was encouraged recently to do a, uh, do something a little bit different. So I'm reading a book. I struggle reading books. Um, this is 40 Days of Love. And this, this particular day, it's like a daily reflection thing, but for 40 days. And this, I want to read this second one to you. Now, nothing magic happens when you shut your eyes, but I think it might just help you concentrate. But what I want to do is I want to read this out. And I just want you to sort of hear the words and think on the words. So the idea is that each day there's a, there's a love letter from Father God to you. And this is what this uh, lady has put in this book. Um, so I'm going to read the, the day. It was day two. I've not, I've not long started it, so I'm still at the beginning. But as I read this, I thought this is a really, uh, a really good sort of place to be. Bearing in mind the experiences that we... We've had a rebuild, the experiences we've had maybe on camps and stuff and with friends and family away. So uh, I'm going to read this uh, and then we're going to uh, respond to that uh, just very shortly. So if you want to close your eyes, that's fine. You don't need to. I'm not going to do anything apart from read it. There's nothing to see. Uh, day two is entitled, You Know Me Completely. My dear child, I know everything about you and I love you completely just as you are. Nothing you do or don't do can make me love you any more or any less than I do now. My love for you knows no bounds. It's limitless. I love you perfectly and completely independent of any expectations. My love is totally unconditional. 
No one will ever know you as completely as I do because I created you. You were birthed in my heart before you were born on earth. Even knowing your weaknesses and failings, I love you now and for eternity. You have a special place in my heart just for you that no one else can fill. I think about you constantly and long for you to spend time with me. I enjoy the time we spend together, my precious child. I delight in you and rejoice over you with singing. I'm not taken by surprise by anything you do or say, as I already know what you will do and say. And knowing all this, I still love you. I love you the same yesterday, today and forever. Being known by me in this way means you can be completely secure, as you know nothing will change my love for you. I will never leave you or forsake you. I will always be with you. You will always be my child, and I will always be your father to take care of you. I will provide for you and protect you and guide you and meet your every need. So I just want to encourage you this morning, uh, in response to that, we're just going to play a a, a CD, uh, hopefully, that'll come on. And what I want you to do is just in your own space, is just to to reflect on maybe those words and just a sense of... um, yeah, what God wants to do, what God wants to say to you. Maybe, maybe you're feeling grumbly with God today. Fantastic, God knows that. But God wants you to be grumbly with him. Don't be grumbly with others about him. Take it to, to God because he can, he can respond. He can do uh, great things. Just as he's shown to the Israelites and as he's shown to those who did rebuild, he's able to uh, provide that fresh bread to give us that nourishment that we need, no matter what our situation is, no matter how tough it is, or even in the, the fab times, no matter how great it is, he can still nourish and provide for us. So we're going to hear the CD. Uh, 